This is the Ford Theater, an hour of radio drama presented by the Ford Motor Company, makers of Ford, Mercury, and Lincoln cars, and Ford trucks, farm tractors, and motor coaches. Today's play, George Gershwin's Girl Crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Howard Lindsay extending the management's welcome to the Ford Theater. This week, a very special event, George Gershwin's musical comedy, Girl Crazy. Girl Crazy is Gershwin at the peak of his popular success in 1930, shortly after Rhapsody in Blue, but just before his final creative years in which he turned to operatic and concert composition. The lyrics, of course, are by the composer's brother, Ira, and the story has been adapted for radio by George Zachary with one major objective in mind, to crowd into the brief hour ahead as much Gershwin music as possible. The Ford Theater presents George Gershwin's Girl Crazy. My name is Giva Goldfarb, and I've been driving a hack around New York for 15 years, about the time this whole thing starts. You see, I'm stopped for a light on 48th Street and Broadway when a snappy-looking gent hails me and climbs in. Where do I inquire? And he gives me a big wink and says, Go west, my man, go west. Well, I see he's had a couple, but I figure a good-looking guy in a monkey suit has got to be pretty well-heeled, so I start out in the general direction of Jersey. Two days later, I am still driving west, and we're stopping for gas in Kansas City. Listen, I says, ain't this getting kind of expensive? Think nothing of it, Geber. What's the fare? $473.85. Oh, a jet cab, eh? Now, look at here, mister. Okay, Geber, don't excite yourself. I'm Danny Churchill, and I'm good for the money. You mean your old man is? Same thing. He's paying for this trip. Where are we bound for? Dad's ranch in Custerville. Custerville? Where's that? Arizona. Now, listen, playboy. Look, Eber, haven't you ever wanted to see the great open spaces, the sweeping plains, the sun-kissed peaks of the everlasting hills? All I want to see is 473 bucks. And it looks like i got to drive to Arizona to see it. On the way, Danny tells me his old man, who owns all the diamonds he ain't got room for in Tiffany's, has got pretty fed up with Danny's chasing from one girl to another and ordered him out to the family ranch to take a course in bronco busting and all that. Well, when we get to Custable, which is in the absolute middle of nowhere, I see what the old man has in mind. There's a sign that says, This lovely little village boasts of the fact that there have been no women within its limits for over 50 years. The one and original woman was shot and killed in a quarrel over her. 30 men were injured in a skirmish. Well, all this must have happened a long time ago because there sure is nothing happening now. Nothing, that is, except some cowboys sitting around singing. Some fellas love to tiptoe through the tulips. Some fellas go on singing in the rain. Some people keep on painting skies with rainbows. Some fellers keep on swinging down the lane. But I'm biding my time, cause that's the kind of guy I'm. While other folks grow dizzy, I 
What do you think of the place? It looks very unfriendly. Even the cucumbers got spikes on them. <laughs> You'll grow to love it, Geber. I doubt it. And those tough-looking hombres don't look too friendly, neither. I'll feel safer back on 48th Street. All right, then. Sorry you won't stay. Here's your fare. Hey! Where am I going to cash a check for $785 in the desert? One thing leads to something else, and I'm staying at Buzzard's Ranch with Danny. That sign in Custerville couldn't have been strictly on a level because there was one dame in the neighborhood, and it didn't take Danny no time to find her. Or maybe she found him. Just what do you do here, miss? I look after the mails in this section. Good heavens, all of them? <laughs> no, silly. I have charge of the post office. I've always heard you get acquainted fast out west. Oh, we do, but... We always take a little longer in New York because we want to know everything. Everybody I ever met from New York knew everything. If a letter comes for me, do you have to deliver it? Uh-huh. I'll have everybody in America write to me. You're not the least bit conceited, are you? No, just ambitious. Is New York as wild a place as they say it is? New York is the most marvelous place in the world. And I'd enjoy showing you around. Oh, thanks. Uh, what about here? Oh, I'm busy. Too busy to go to a dance once in a while or play a game of tennis? Say, you must think Buzzards is one of these dude ranches. A dude ranch? You've given me a great idea. That's just what it's going to be. Girls, cocktails, dancing, roughhouse. <laughs> My dad thought he was sending me away from the bright lights. Well, I'll just bring the bright lights out here and turn them all on. Count me out. Don't you ever have a good time out here? Oh, sure we do. You ought to have been at my last candy pull. Candy pull? Oh, lady, what I'm going to do for you. Have some pity on an Easterner. Show a little sympathy. No one possibly could be sterner than you have been with me. There's a job that I'm applying for. Let me put it to you thus. It's a partnership I'm dying for, Mr. and Mrs. Us. Before you file it on the shelf, let me tell you of myself. Oh, I'm the chappie to make you happy. I'll tie your shoesies and chase your bluesies. Oh, lady, would you? Oh, tell me, could you use me? I'd shake the mat out and put the cat out. I'd clean the garret and feed the parrot. Oh, lady, would you? Oh, tell me, could you use me? Do you realize what a good man you're getting in me? I'm no elk or mason or woodman who gets home at three. 
The girls who see me go soft and dreamy, but I'm a gander who won't philander. Oh, could you use me? Cause I certainly could use you. There's a chap I know in Mexico who's as strong as he can be. Eating nails and drinking Texaco. He is a type for me. There is one in California, more romantic far than you. When he sings ha cha cha Johnnyer, I often think he'll do. But as for you, sir, I'm afraid you will never make the grade. For you're no cowboy, you're soft and hard boy. I feel no muscle, fit for tussle. I must refuse you. I cannot use you. Excuse me. No nightlife for you. The birds would bore you. The cows won't know you. A horse would throw you. You silly man, you. This dame's name is Molly Gray, and she's as cute a doll as I ever see, with a Texas high heel boots, leather skirt, and big seven-and-a-half-gallon hat. Before you know it, Danny's given her such a play that it's a good thing not many special delivery letters comes to Custerville, on account they'd get delivered the day after tomorrow. Meantime... <laughs> Excuse me. What happened? Another one? Yeah, like I thought, they just shot another sheriff. This seems to be the main pastime in Custodale. Personally, I suspect the character named Cactus Jake, a very rough-type hombre who wants to be sheriff himself. Well, one day, just after another sheriff has been uh, disqualified, this Jake tries to put the finger on me. There he is, boy! fellow that put the sheriff, tie his hands up. You can't tie my hands. Oh, we can't, huh? Why not? He's got a point. While I'm trying to think of the answer, Jake starts slipping a noose over my head. Come on, fellas. We can hang him to that there beam. Nah, take that rope off. You want to dirty my collar? Okay, Jake. I got it over the beam. Well, don't hang me on that one. It don't look safe. I might fall and hurt myself. Come on, boys. Bring him up. Oh, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's something I want to say. It's just one word. If I can only think of it, uh, give me a chance to think. Uh... Stop, that's it. That's the word. Thank you, boss. Well, Danny saved my life that time. But he really had more important things to do. He'd been advertising the budget as a dude ranch. And pretty soon, Easterners start flocking out like dialects in Allen's Alley. One of them is an old flame of Danny's, a showgirl called Kate Fothergill, 
who had that old look before it became the new one. She thinks to the West like she was born under a cactus bush and uh, tells us all about it. In town we used to fret away until we made our getaway out here where there's no doubt that men are men. We're men. We're men. Are men. Are men. We don't care if we don't go east again. Don't care if we don't go east again. It's wonderful to breeze around. They seem to have real trees around. And of the open spaces, there's no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. That is the life that Riley told about. The life that Riley told about. Before we're at the ranch another week, we'll get the well-known roses in the cheese. We haven't missed old Broadway or the wide lights when the moon is nightlight. That's the best of bright lights. This is the place to tarry at. The chaps who throw the lariat can fling a line that does a girl no good. No good. Not wood. They swing a line that does a girl no good. really beginning to simmer between him and Molly Gray, though there is a certain symptoms that east is east and west is still, well, west. Poor, quiet little Custerville. But you aren't doing to it, Danny. Have you seen our new gay 90s barroom? No, I haven't. Come on, Molly, I'll show it to you. Well, not now. I'm going home. Oh, you can't go yet. I haven't had a chance to talk to you. Well, you forget how early I have to get up in the morning. Oh, can't you oversleep tomorrow and get up at five? Well, that makes the day too short. If you get up at the time I go to bed, how are we going to see each other? Oh, uh, must we? You bet we must. I've got a lot of things I want to say to you about our future. Oh, I see. Our future. Don't you like me, Molly? Oh, sure I do. How much? Enough to make me want to be careful. Careful of me? No, of me. I'm crazy about you, Molly. I wonder how many girls you've told that to. Well, here's something I've never said before. Will you marry me? Oh, don't be silly. Oh, come on. Just this once. Dozens of girls would storm up. I had to lock my door. Somehow I couldn't warm up to one before. What was it that controlled me? What kept my love life lean? My intuition told me you'd come on the 
scene. Lady, listen to the rhythm of my heartbeat, and you'll get just what I mean. Embrace me, my sweet embraceable you. Embrace me, you irreplaceable you. Just one look at you, my heart grew tipsy in me. You and you alone bring out the gypsy in me. I love all the many charms about you. Above all, I want my arms about you. to Papa do my sweet embrace will you I went about reciting here's one who never falls but I'm afraid the writing is all the wall I know that used to turn up you besiege my heart Now I completely burn up When you're slow to start I'm afraid you'll have to take the consequences You've upset the apple cart Embrace me to be interrupting a very tender interlude. Sam Mason. Hello, Danny. Surprised to see me? Yes, and not very pleased. Danny. I heard that your father had sent you out here to reform you, so I came to find out for myself. 
Well, I think Danny is beginning to see that the West has got something attractive about it. Well, how could he help that with you here? I've even managed to get him to ride horseback. You like riding? I love it. May I ride with you sometime? (laughs) You'd have to get up very early. I'm in charge of the post office here, and I make my rounds before most people like you are out of bed. Like me? (laughs) I'm out of bed before breakfast every morning. Well, then you're invited. Thanks. Danny, this was a swell idea of yours, this dude ranch. Yes, wasn't it? I suppose you have accommodations for me. Sorry, we're filled up. No room? No room for you. Why, Danny, that isn't true Western hospitality. Certainly not. You can't stay here, Sam. That's final. Oh, perhaps we can find room for you at our house. Come along, Mr. Mason. What? Say, I'd like that better. I'll see what I can do about it. Molly, you can't. You don't know what he's like. Hey, boss. What is it now, Geber? They just shot another sheriff. To the uh, Custerville Eden, then, enter a character who may just possibly turn out to be a snake in the sagebrush. We'll see about that in Act Two. Meanwhile, I suggest that we devote our best attention to an on-the-level hombre named Banghart Kenneth. He speaks for the Ford Motor Company. It was 40 years ago that the young Ford Motor Company introduced the automobile that was to become one of the most famous and beloved cars in history, the Model T. Back in those days, Americans began writing letters to the Ford Motor Company to praise the performance of their Fords. And the letters have continued. Through the days of the Model T and the Model A and the V8 and the 6, right down to the present time, except that they've been increasing in volume as more and more people have become acquainted with Fords. The letters come today in every mail. One of the recent letters was from Dr. J.A. Raub of Monroe, Wisconsin. On November 12, 1942, I took delivery of a Ford 6, Dr. Raub wrote, and the satisfaction that this car gave me prompts me to express my appreciation to the Ford Motor Company. At the time, I held a ration certificate, which would have entitled me to buy any make of car, and at that time, most makes were available. However, there was no doubt in my mind. Ford's reputation for dependability made it imperative for me to choose the Ford. My confidence in Ford was repaid by 150,000 miles of trouble-free driving throughout the war years. I never expect to own any other car but a Ford. That's a letter from one Ford owner but it's typical of countless letters the Ford Motor Company has received, typical of the satisfaction felt by owners of Ford products, typical of the performance Ford products give. You can depend on Ford. The second act of George Gershwin's Girl Crazy will be heard after a brief pause for station identification. Theater, Girl Crazy, continuing the adventures of Molly and Danny in the wide open spaces. Our first act ended, you will recall, with the sudden and fatal collapse of the Custerville Sheriff and the arrival on the scene of trouble. Trouble in the person of Sam Mason. But, Danny, what have you got against Sam Mason, anyhow? He seems like a fellow knows his way around. That's just it, Geber, around Molly. 
He's just making a play for her to get even with me because I took a girl away from him back in New York. Aha. Now, with all these weighty matters on my mind, I'd like you to take over the problem of law and order in Custerville. What do you know about politics? Enough to keep out of them. We want you to run for sheriff. The last one just quit. Quit cold, you mean? Nothing doing. The job ain't got no security. You could hold it till your dying day. And if you're elected, you'll get a big silver star on your chest. Or a lily. Danny, I don't look my best by candlelight. But, Geber, there's no danger. We're all behind you. Aren't we, fellas? Wait! To run. Well, just don't get too far behind. Hooray! They needed a man who was brave and strong to rid the town of crime. That's I. They needed a man who would not take graft unless it was over a dime. That's I. Don't talk a General Custer. Don't talk a Buffalo Bill. Gold Bob gives a bigger thrill. They needed a man who knows the game through saving a lot of time. Goldfarb! That's I'm. So vote for Giver Goldfarb, he's all right. So vote for Giver Goldfarb, man of might. They needed a man who knows the game through serving a lot of time. Goldfarb! That's I'm. So, I'm running for sheriff. But what Danny don't tell me is that the guy I'm running against is Cactus Jake. Maybe that's just to keep me from running away. Anyhow, Danny got his own troubles, what with Sam Mason giving Molly the biggest rush since 49. But I figure Danny's still got the edge because Molly's all the time trying to make a Westerner out of him. But Danny, if you'd only try to understand the West, instead of doing everything you can to make it more like the East. It isn't that I don't like it, Molly. It's just that... Uh... Well, I can't sleep out here. Why? It's too quiet. Too quiet? Yes, back east is different. How? Well, for instance, in New York, we're rocked to sleep by the Manhattan lullaby. Oh, what's that? It's played on ash cans about 3 a.m. every morning. <laughs> Sounds terrible. It is. Then there's the taxi cab symphony. And at 5 o'clock in the morning, the milk wagon serenade. Do you know, Molly, milk has kept more people awake than coffee. <laughs> Oh, I'm just crazy about the East. And I'm in love with the West. Well, let's compromise and live in Chicago. Do you really like me, Danny? I think you're adorable. Then why don't you try to like the things I like? Once you know the beauty of Arizona, you become a part of it. That's what I'm afraid of. Oh, Danny, you're hopeless. It's strange. I've waited so long for the right man to come along. And now that you've come, you're not what I dreamed of at all. There's a somebody I'm longing to see I hope that he turns out to be Someone who'll watch over me I'm a little lamb who's lost in the world
campaign for sheriff is really beginning to rock, Custerville. And Danny, as my campaign manager, has some fancy notions about getting out the boats. He's imported a hot band from Chicago and arranged for Kate to do some electioneering in swing. Personally, I can't figure why Kate's anxious to get me elected sheriff on account of she's taking quite a fancy to me, preferring my more cultivated eastern-type accent to the brogue which them cowhands use. She's not the best-looking showgirl to come off Broadway, but she sure has a flock of personality and uh, something else besides. Days can be sunny with never a sigh. Don't need what money can buy. Birds in the tree sing their day full of song. Why shouldn't we sing along? I'm chipper all the day, happy with my lot. How do I get that? Green pastures. I got my man who could ask for anything more. 
I give you the next sheriff of Costaville, Geber Goldfarb. Geber! Folks, if I am elected, I will make the best little sheriff you've ever had. I want you to know that I am for the people. I never stole a dollar from anyone in my life. All I'm asking is that you give me a chance. (laughs) To be elected, I mean. You don't want a cheap crook like Cactus Jake. He ain't the man for the job. Would he get out of a warm bed in the middle of the night and come to your protection? I asked you, would he? (laughs) On the other hand, would I? No. There you are. I hate to talk about a man behind his back, if you can hear me. But Jake won't meet me face to face, not if I can help it. I've been looking for that guy. He ain't fit company for pigs. When I see him, I'll just say, I'll... You'll what? Uh, hello, Jake. <laughs> so you've been looking for me, eh? Uh, what makes you think so? You try to poison them folks against me, would you? We kill out here for us and that. Everything's cheaper out here. You know who killed the other two sheriffs? No, but I got a darn good idea. You're right, neighbor. I did it. And if you're elected, I suppose you'll commit suicide. No, but if you're elected, I'm going to kill you. Now, look here, neighbor. I'm going to give you one more chance to put me square with them folks. Okay, okay. Uh, folks, this is my last chance. There's been a lot of talk going around this part of the country about what a rotten snake in the grass cactus Jake is. That's right, Keeper. You folks ought to be ashamed of yourselves. As somebody so wisely put it, cactus Jake ain't fit company for pigs. They're wrong. He is. That's right, right, Keeper. All right, Keeper. You asked for it. Look out, Keeper. He's got a gun. Look out. He's got a gun. Grab it, Keeper. Grab it. Give me that thing. Let go, Mr. Shooter. Let go. Now I got the gun. Pull the trigger, Keeper. Pull the trigger. No, no. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. I'll give you $50 for that gun. How can you kill a man when he's talking business? Well, I win the election, and for a while, Jake lays low, which gives me plenty to worry about. But Danny's got his own trouble. Sam Mason keeps trying to train Molly against him. Then to make it waste, Sam breaks the bank at the ranch's gambling tables. Danny's pretty angry with me for winning that $6,000, Molly. He doesn't like my taking anything from him. Well, why do you and Danny dislike each other so? (laughs) Same old story. Girl trouble. Oh, but Sam, it's so silly to hold a grudge over something that's past and done with. Who told you it was past? I don't understand. Surely you don't mean it some girl out here. No girl means anything to me, Molly, except you. See what I mean? Well, Danny's seeing less and less of Molly, and he's losing interest in the ranch. And finally, he takes to sitting around with the cowboys doing nothing. Well, practically nothing. Some fellas love to tell it to the daisy. Some stroll beneath a honeysuckle vine Some fellas, when they've climbed the highest mountain Still keep a-crying for the Caroline But I'm biding my time Cause that's the kind of guy I'm 
While butterflies go flitting, I keep sitting, biding my time. Give me, give me a glass that's full of tinkles. Let me, let me dream like Rip Van Winkle. He bided his time, and like that Winkle guy, I'm chasing wayflies, how the day flies, biding, setting and biding, no regretting, setting and biding my time, setting and biding my time, Molly. What happened to you this morning? I thought you were going riding with me. Well, I didn't get away from the gambling tables until five. Then I lay down for an hour and never woke up until twelve. It'd be hard to be a playboy and a cowboy at the same time. Well, I'll bet you'll be there tomorrow morning. Sorry, but I won't. Uh, why? Where are you going? To the races at San Luis in Mexico. With Sam? Yes. I won't let you. Molly, you just don't understand the kind of man he is. He's an Easterner, just as you are, Danny. But he appreciates what we have out here. I'll bet he does. Well, you can't go with him. Oh, really? Well, just you try and stop me. Oh, I'm not afraid of that pop gun. Oh, you better be. I can shoot mighty straight. See that bottle over there on the bar? Mm-hmm. Watch the neck. Put up that gun. Keep your distance, playboy. Hey, what's going on here? Just a little warning. What's the rope for, Daddy? Oh, that's to tie me up with Sam. <laughs> Turn Bronco Buster, Daddy. <laughs> Listen, Molly, I'm trying to keep you from going on this trip with Sam Mason because I know he isn't on the level with you. Who says I'm not? I do. You're only going around with Molly to get even with me for taking a girl away from you in New York. Ready, Molly? Don't go, Molly. You don't know what you mean to me. I need you, my sweet embrace of you. I need you Yes, but that's all over. <laughs> Tell that to the Marines. Where's your car, Sam? You're not going with them. Let go of me. This rough stuff doesn't suit you, playboy. Stand back. Remember, I can shoot straight. All right, all right, go with them. Go on. I don't care what you do now. You enjoy making a fool of a man, just like the rest of them. Go ahead. Take it easy, Danny. Kate's right, Danny. It don't do no good to lose your temper. It's always that way with passion. So playboy, learn to behave. Or else you're liable to cash in. With no tombstone on your grave. 
End of Act Two. I think I can assure you that all is not yet over between Molly and Danny. There's a law known as Schubert's Principle of the Delayed Finale, which states that boy must be parted from girl at a certain point in every musical show. This makes for more music, more fun, and still more music. And believe me, the music and the fun are what count. Before the scene shifts to Mexico, we'll hear from Kenneth Banghart, a solid caballero speaking for the Ford Motor Company. This week in the showrooms of Ford dealers all over America, you can see the first new post-war products of the Ford Motor Company, the 1948 models of the famous Ford trucks. And these new Ford trucks are new all through, really new. They have new engines, new frames, new brakes, new cabs, new comfort, and new models that are bigger than Ford ever built before. There are three new engines in Ford 48 trucks, all newly designed. A 95-horsepower six-cylinder engine and two V8s, 100 and 145 horsepower. The frames are newly designed for greater strength. The cabs are planned for living room comfort. And there are larger trucks, the biggest Fords ever built, nearly half again as large as any previous Ford trucks. All in all, there are 139 models of the new 48 Ford trucks, a Ford for every job. And these new Fords are bonus built. According to Webster, bonus is something given in addition to what is usual or strictly due. According to Ford, bonus built is a truck designed and built with extra strength in every vital part. That means that 48 Ford trucks have a greater range of use, that they're not limited to one specific job. And this extra strength also means that Ford trucks do their jobs with less strain and wear. They work easier. 48 Ford trucks are planned and built stronger to last longer. By a study of the life histories of the five largest selling makes of trucks in America, life insurance experts have already proved that Ford trucks last longer, up to 19 and 6 tenths percent longer. That's the record of past years. But now the new 48 Ford trucks are designed to be even better. They are bonus built. And whether or not you buy or operate trucks, you will be served better because the organization which has built more trucks than any other, Ford, builds bonus built trucks. Watch for the 48 Ford trucks. See them now at the showroom of your friendly Ford dealer. So Molly went off to the races at San Luis in Mexico with Sam Mason, who is up to no good. Danny and Kate have followed in Geber's hard-working taxi, which is up to anything. As we rejoin the mob, Geber has found Molly. She is not altogether contented with her recent anti-Danny actions. Ah, oh, come on now, Molly, cheer up. I can't help it. I found out I'm in love and it's too late. That's ah, never too late. Oh, it's no use, Geber. You can afford to be cheerful. You have Kate. Kate? She's not in love with me. Why who could love a face like this, I ask you? And then we're both in the same boat, I suppose. What? You got a face like this? <laughs> <laughs> That's better. Come on, Molly, turn on that sunshine. Old man sunshine, listen you. Never tell me dreams come true. Just try it. And I'll start a riot. Beatrice Fairfax, don't you dare ever tell me I never want to hear from any 
beginning to feel sorry she ever met up with. Pretty soon, Kate and Danny come along, and he wants me to drive them around to the gambling joints. Mexico's wide open, Keeper. In order to be, Danny, they've been shooting it up long enough. I don't feel comfortable here. I wish I was back in Custerville facing Cactus Jake. Jake's down here. Back? Down here? Quit your kidding, Kate. I'm not kidding. I saw him myself. I thought you wanted to meet him. Well, not here. I can't arrest him here. It's out of my jurisdiction. Oh, you needn't be afraid of him, Geber. Well, I ain't afraid exactly. It's just that I'm, well, I'm wanted for murder. Murder? Who have you killed? Nobody. Jake wants to kill me. Come on, Danny, let's get going. Some sheriff. Some hero I picked for myself. Oh, why do I do these things? Brains are minus, never a thought inside. And yet his highness lectures me day and night. And here I anchor, I might have had a banker. Boy, what love has done to me. His nature's funny, quarrelsome half the time. And as for money, he hasn't got a dime. And here's the joker, I might have had a broker. Boy, what love had done to me. When a guy looks my way, does he get emphatic? Say he gets dramatic. I just want to fly away. But if I left him, I'd be all at For I have grown so 
glad you're back. I've been trying to get a word with you, alone. Well, if it's about you and Danny... It is, Molly, and you've got it all wrong. Sure, Danny gave me a play for a while, but that was before he came out here. He hasn't given me a tumble since he met you. Honest. Well... It's Sam Mason who's been giving you the runaround, Molly. Why, he's got a wife in New York and a girlfriend for every cactus in Arizona. Well, if that's true... Of course it is. And Danny was telling the truth when he said Sam only came out here to get even with him. Of all the low-down, ornery tricks. Just wait till I see that... What's happened? We find some mason outside with his head boss. I'd go call the police. Good heavens. I, I hope it wasn't Danny. Here he comes now. You can ask him. Someone knocked Sam out. He's in bad shape. Oh, then it wasn't you who... Struck him from behind and robbed him? Certainly not. Of course, he was carrying that $6,000. So that's what Cactus Jake came down here for. Danny, I'm sorry I misunderstood about you and Kate. Then you didn't really fall for Sam? Danny, Molly, don't stand around here talking. You better get out of town and move fast. The police are after you, Danny. Me? Yeah, yeah. They heard you had it in for Sam. I tell you, it ain't healthy around here. You better take Molly and get in Sam's car and head back to the ranch. But what about Sam? We can't leave him like this. I'll take care of him. Go along with him, Kate. And what about Cactus Jake? I'll take care of him, too. Oh, no, I'm saying this I gotta see. Hi there, Molly. Glad to see you back. Oh, but it's good to be back in Arizona, boys. Look at those mountains over there, Danny. Aren't they beautiful? But, Molly, those mountains are in California. Well, what difference does it make? I love them all. Mexico, I love you. California, I love you too. Wyoming, I love you. Oklahoma, I love you too. But of all the states in the West, here for us there's one that's the best. When it's cactus time and Arizona, I'll be waiting there for you. I will serenade you with Ramona, beneath sunny skies of blue. Well, let's thrill, my darling, when we own a, a little rancho build for two. When it's cactus time in Arizona, I'll be waiting there for you. When it's cactus time in Arizona, I'll be waiting there for you. You should have heard the reception I got at the courthouse. I'm still hoarse from all the cheering. Tell us how you captured Jake, Eber. Well, I figured he'd make for the border, so I hung around, and sure enough, he hailed me. 
How could he know I got the only cab in Arizona? <laughs> and then we had some fight. I gave him the face punch and then the third punch. You mean the second punch? No, the second I got. <laughs> Where's Jake now? In jail. I had a little trouble getting out myself. Hacking without an Arizona license. <laughs> hey, look at Molly. Where'd you get them Eastern clothes, Molly? Hey, Molly, you look beautiful. Are these the sort of clothes that smart New York girls are buying? Smart New York girls don't buy their own clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, from now on, I'm really Western. Look what I've learned to do. I can spin a gun on one finger. Oh, wonderful. And I've burned up all my Eastern clothes. What? Just after I bought these? Oh, you look swell. I was just getting ready to let you show me those mountain peaks at dawn. I'd rather you'd show me the Empire State Building. All right. But there's something I want to ask you first. What? Will you marry me and be mine for the rest of your life? Well. Excuse me, Molly, but you'd better marry him. Our time is almost up. All right, <laughs> Mr. Lindsay. I will. Embrace me, my sweet embrace. George Gershwin in 1930. We were fortunate in having uh, as our principal singers today three of radio's brightest young stars. Monica Lewis, who appeared as Molly, Larry Douglas as Danny, and Marilyn Day as Kate. Geber Goldfarb was played by Ted DeCorsia, long and outstanding character actor, soon to be seen in the motion picture The Naked City. Next week, Arsenic and Old Lace. Together with a man named Krauss, I produced Arsenic and O'Lace on the New York stage back in 1941. Mr. Krauss and I had fun with that play. Plenty of worries, too, but mostly fun. The fun has been transferred in its entirety to our Ford Theater version, which deals, like the original, with 13 murders, two very sweet old ladies, and a fiend. 
We have prevailed upon our original pair of sweet old ladies to join us. The kindly Spencers will be played by Josephine Hull and Gina Dare. Girl Crazy was adapted for radio by George Zachary from the book by Guy Bolton and Jack McGowan and lyrics by Ira Gershwin. The music was adapted and conducted by Lynn Murray. The continuity was by George Faulkner. Our editor is Howard Teichman, and the entire production was under the direction of George Zachary. The other players in Girl Crazy were Walter Vaughn, Lauren Gilbert, and Jeffrey Bryant. Ford Theater is presented by the Ford Motor Company, makers of Ford, Mercury, and Lincoln cars, and Ford trucks, farm tractors, and motor coaches. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.